Yo, yo, what's good, everybody? You are tuned in to a brand new episode of Behind the Baller Podcast. Yes, indeed. This is the award-winning, the global top charting, hardest motherfucking business lifestyle podcast on the planet. This is professional podcasting. No amateur shit here, all right? This is a Dust Brothers production podcast and you are listening to the weekend wrap up ladies and gentlemen i go by the name of ben baller i am your host also known as the korean john cusack i was known by my teammates in college as cheap shot yang but we'll get into that another time if you guys are new to the show what's good what's good man how was your weekend everyone um Mine was whatever, you know what I'm saying? But that's because I live in Los Angeles, I live in California, and we have the dumbest motherfucking governor in uh, all governors of all 50 states, okay? This shit, the corona shit, is really fucking people's lives up, man, in in more ways than one, you know? And yes, the people are to blame, okay? But we have no real leadership when it comes to COVID. Still, not even in the country or nothing, we just, you know, it's... We just don't. We don't have anybody to lead us, you know, and thank God a vaccine is coming like real soon. And um, as I've previously mentioned on the podcast, when it was being made by Johnson and Johnson and they were in the lead of it, I was like, nah, fuck that. And like some off brand motherfucking company was doing it. I was like, yeah, I'm good, bro. I'm straight. I'm not fucking with that shit. You gonna fuck around, take that shit and end up having three balls. You know what I'm saying? And I'm having some crazy ass fucking lumps and shit on you. I mean, just, I wasn't fucking with it, you know? And I wasn't going to take it. I was like, nah, I told y'all I'm not, not. But now that Pfizer and Moderna have got it at such a high effective rate, and I've told you guys just recently that I've taken a lot of Pfizer medication, man. I never had, you know, issues. Um, uh, Viagra is actually great, especially for someone at my age who don't get it up. Like, man, it's crazy, man. I got to really tell you guys, um, if you don't go see a doctor after 40, then you're going to have all kinds of questions and shit and think there's something wrong. And like, yo, that erectile dysfunction is, it's not necessarily just, dis- I'm saying like, your dick don't get hard the same after you turn 40. Some of you might, good for you. But, you know, my testosterone levels were low, so you know how to get my shit, you know, take them peptides and everything. And we aren't going to get into all this other shit because, yo, man, I'm a whole fucking mess. Um, I'm healthy, but, you know, I'm, I'm overweight. And I'm not necessarily happy about it, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm not about to start wearing a double X and shit, you know what I'm saying? Fuck that. I refuse to. But um, back to Pfizer and Moderna, the vaccine and everything, I am seriously considering taking it now, okay? But it's still you first, motherfucker, okay? Now, real quick, I read an interesting story, a uh, real sad story, about how last month in Japan, in October... There were more suicide deaths than there were total COVID deaths in the entire year. Okay. Over 2,100, almost 2,200 people killed themselves by suicide in Japan last month in October from depression, being locked down. You know what I'm saying? They don't fuck around over there. Lockdown is the real deal. And stress due to fear of poverty because they can't work, they're not making enough money, you know, fear of losing their job. And just a lot of people are fucking um, also lonely. They couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. 
Meanwhile, the total number of deaths in Japan from COVID-19 is 2,081. Yo, man, that shit is bugged out. Like, motherfuckers, you know, that, that shit is really crazy, man. You know, I'm blessed. I got kids and, you know, no matter what, like, I just got so much work that I can't even think about what I, but what, you know, that stresses me out. So, you know, I lean on my kids. I have fun with them, you know, talk and been having more conversations with them. You know, Kai is still a little baby, so it's like I still have, like, the little baby talk with her, but she's so smart and she's just so, like, oh, man, it's just, damn, she's just, she's such, such a, like, I don't want to have another kid, but yeah, I just, I just think I'm holding on for dear life because, when she hits four, it'll be like, you know, when she hits five, it's it. She ain't a little baby anymore, you know. So I'm just holding on to everything. And, you know, she's she's my daughter. She's a girl. You know, I'm going to spoil the shit out of her. Um, but London the rider, you know, having conversations and shit in the car and talking about things. And then he's able to talk and just, man, I don't know, you know. So people, I'm blessed to have a wife, have, you know, a lot of friends and just, it's crazy. You know, this shit hits people so differently. You know, again, I said, you know, people are lonely and Japanese people, they follow protocol to the fucking T-E-E, all right, to the T. They just do. They don't argue with the government. They don't sit there and be like, they don't complain and say, this is fucked up, whatever. They fully comply, okay? They submit. They're just like, that's just what, that's just how it is. And it's the same thing in most other Asian countries, you know, at least, you know, like, uh, in Japan and Korea, whatever, just people just listen. In China, they have no choices. You know, it's a fucking dictatorship. But now, is, is that a good thing that they comply? You know, I don't know. Um, but we ha- we somehow have to find a balance between how Americans have reacted to this and how the rest of the world has. Okay, because we are failing miserably. Right, and I don't mean like fifty three percent test score, fifty eight above. You got a fifty eight. That could be a D minus. You know what I'm saying? No, no. We're at like a 13% test score out of a possible 100, okay? This shit is fucking sad. Like, I talked to some girl who lives in, in Melbourne, Australia, and they went like 100 days so far without even having a case or something, and they've, you know, shit's back open. The only thing that's not open is nightclubs and shit like that, and, you know, I don't give a fuck about no motherfucking club. Meanwhile, in Houston and shit, I got my dumbass cousin going out to strip clubs and clubs and fucking Atlanta's open. It's just... This is like fucking nuts. But I mean, like Australia, they don't fuck around. You got to take that 14-day quarantine and so the places. And, you know, we just ain't, it's just bullshit. Because I know motherfuckers from different countries have came here. And it's just, look, man, I don't know. But now, you know, again, with this vaccine, back to that, it, this should bring a lot more hope, okay? Especially if it's 95% effective, you know, people are like, oh, who believes, who believes fucking anything anymore, man? I want to go out there with with my, you know, good foot forward and have faith. But I, I do believe that it's like, you know, it, it could be in the high 80s or something. It's still, um, I'd still wear a mask or something, right? But just, you can go out there and not really trip, you feel me? And you can go out and be in about. I mean, other people don't have to, but I'm just saying, like, this is, that's a serious, serious, serious uh, milestone in uh, vaccine history. So it's going to help our country tremendously. Right, and I can't wait. It's supposed to come out next month, and and you know about January, or whatever. But I think you know the first rounds are are going to be really expensive. I know some people who have access to it, but uh, again, they're like you know they're they're almost billionaires and shit like that, and people. So uh, speaking of which, the CDC is going to decide tomorrow, Tuesday. They will decide tomorrow who will get the vaccine first, whether it be healthcare workers, doctors, nurses, uh, first responders, and stuff, 
or if it's going to be the over 65 elderly people or the people with like um, pre-existing conditions, special needs and things like that. And um, I mean, I got no problem with that, right? Should definitely go to doctors and nurses and all those people like that. And uh, oh, you know what? I had a conversation on Saturday with a friend of mine who owns about, I'm estimating, I think he, he has like $80 million in Pfizer stock. Okay, it's a lot of money. So he's he's definitely a big shareholder in, in Pfizer. And he said he took the vaccine. All right, now I, was, I had questions like a motherfucker, right? But real quick, I'll, I'll just, you know, give you like a, a quick roundup. He said he took the vaccine, got the shot, and two days later, he said it fucked him up so bad that he got so fucking sick that he was like, no, fuck this. I'm not doing this shit again. You know, and... um. He's a little bit older than me. And, uh, you know, he got super sick. But the thing is, he has to take a second shot in a couple more weeks. He just took the shot like a week or two ago. So he's got a couple more weeks. He's got to take the shot again for it to work, like for it to properly work with the vaccine. It's not just one. It's not like a flu shot. You got to take that motherfucker twice. So as far as what he told me, he's got to take, you got to take two shots Okay, so the experts and the people that, you know, are there at Pfizer or anything, they're worried that some people won't take the second shot because after they get so fucking sick or like most people are supposed to, you know, get sick. They're like, nah, I'm going to take that fucking second shot. Well, from what I heard from the people who uh, I know who have access to it, they're paying Birkin bag money for this fucking for this vaccine. It, it ain't like it's a joke. I think um, when it's actually available, available, it's going to be, you know. It ain't gonna be cheap. That motherfucker's gonna be, it's gonna be a bag, but you know, it eventually get obviously, uh, I wouldn't say affordable, but I, again, I don't know too. I'm just speculation. I just know it's expensive. Um, but, um, you know, it's two shots. Fuck that, you know? So let me see how a few of my friends, and they gotta be either near 40 or I'm, I want, preferably, I want them to all be over 40. The people who I like really like pay attention to who take the vaccine. And, um, you know, I want to see how they react to it. You know, obviously I know they're going to have to fucking go through that fucking two day period where they get sick and shit and then they feel better and then, um, get the second shot and let me see how the fuck that goes. And so, you know, I'm going to fucking monitor, you know, a five, six week little study and shit, but I'm open to it now because I got to get shit popping. All right. 2021 is right here around the corner. We are literally fucking less than, uh, you know, five weeks away from the new year right? I'm trying to be proactive towards this, okay? We got to go and grab this motherfucking coronavirus by the horns. We got to grab this motherfucker by the balls. Right now, we're going to grab by the horns, then we go grab by the balls, all right? Because look, we got to get out here, and, and, and I got shit I want to do, and I know there's a lot of you out there that want to get shit to popping. Any of you motherfuckers just want to, I just want to be on the street and do do nothing, man. Fuck out of here, man. There's people out there who really do want to work. There's people out there who want to do something. They don't want to just go out and walk on fucking Fairfax and do some other bullshit and just hang out and fuck. Fuck all that. And I know that's important to some people, but you know what? There's people out there that want to make a change. People want to go out there, creatives, people want to do shit, all right? But um, I am a little worried uh, because we officially go on the stay-at-home lockdown today. Um, here in LA County, right? I got no idea how strict it's going to be, you know, whatever. I think, you know, who the fuck's going to really enforce this shit, right? Like, I just hope that people can keep their masks on and avoid being dumb. Like, look, if you out eating with somebody, 
right? And you're at an outdoor place and you're eating with your friend or you're eating with other people. How do you know what the fuck who they're eating with? And these people, I see a lot of girls like, oh, I'm going to dinner. I know this chick, man. She's like, oh, I'm going to dinner tonight. I'm going to dinner here. I'm going here. And they're like, oh, I'm really safe. Da, da, da. No, bitch, you ain't safe. Bitch, you ain't safe if you go and have them fucking four or five different dinners in two weeks and you're going out and shit. You don't know who the fuck this, oh man, fuck, da, 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 they're cool. That's exactly how the shit spreads. You know what I'm saying? And you fucking get your mask down and you fucking start eating and you're fucking next to each other, boom, whatever. And it's like, what the fuck you think's gonna happen? Right? If they all took it as serious as I have taken it, and again, I'm financially stable and I'm taking it very serious, right? You would think the opposite. And I have been taking it serious since February because of my son, London. So that means that there's absolutely no fucking excuse for those of you who aren't financially stable to disobey the orders. All right? Now, I heard shit is getting real spooky in downtown Seattle. And, um, of course, I'm going to be down there in a few weeks, right? December 18th to the 22nd, I'll be out there for my Seattle BBDTC boxes. Now, I originally was gonna drive down there with my assistant, Sean. We were gonna drive in an RV and just fucking just have fun, you know, going through the Pacific Northwest, but it's gonna be cold on, you know, whatever, what if the fucking, and it's a long drive, it ain't no joke, but I wanted to have fun, do a little Tom Green type shit, but then it became a family trip. My whole family was going. I booked the entire fucking first class cabin, and now my wife is so fucking shook about the whole situation, and my in-laws and everybody, that they fucking canceled. And so we don't get our fucking refund. We get a credit. It's just, I'm not even going to fucking get into it. It's just a fucking nightmare. So it's just going to be me and my, my, my assistant shot. But I heard in downtown that the, there's been a lot of crime. It's up. Obviously, people are going crazy. It's been going crazy this whole time. They just haven't televised it anywhere else, but probably Seattle. People know that the police have lost some of their funding, so they're outnumbered or whatever. But yo, real quick, for all you haters that are listening, I don't know how many haters listen to the podcast, but... Good thing I got relatives there, down in Federal Way, in Auburn, in Seattle, everything. Yo, I got burners in the 206, all right? There's no motherfucking way you're going to see me anywhere without a fucking blapper on my side, period, right? And my assistant always has pepper spray and all that shit, and I'm just, I'm saying, I'm ready for Freddy, whatever. But, yo... Enough of that. I'm just letting you know, like, I'm not I'm not here for no fuck shit. Everything has been great. I, I, you know, it's been positive energy with all the meet and greets and everything. But I'm just saying, if I decide to walk downtown, just know I got the burner on me and um, I got a great attorney. Uh, anyways, um, FYI, my Seattle BBDTC boxes will go on sale sometime between December 4th or, you know, sometime be- before, the, by the 7th. And um, believe me, they will sell out fast. There's only 10 slots. I am not selling those hats on the side. There were like four made for Seattle, like celebrities, you know, Sir Mix-a-Lot, Macklemore got one, a couple of the Seahawks got some. And I had a bunch of Seattle Mariners hit me up. And so I don't know how it's going to work out, but we'll figure it out. But for sure, out of all four cities, these will be the best boxes to date, period. These are the best boxes. The 206 T's are so sick with the 12 flag on that bitch. I'm going to show some pictures this week. Um, they go hard as a motherfucker. Shout out to my boy Jerry who designed the shirts. Uh, this box is lit. You know what I'm saying? You get a bunch of goodies, a bunch of merch. The Seattle snapbacks, as I was just talking about, by Alonzo Valencia are too fucking sick and you cannot buy them separately. They come in the box exclusively. These boxes will go on sale this weekend. I just don't know if it's going to be Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. All right. And by the way, thank you to everyone who copped my merch on Black Friday. 
you know, um, we sold out. But, you know, I had a lot of on there. And, and uh, I'm not going to do, I'm going to restock the Sharpies. I'm going to restock some lighters. And then that's it. Just so you guys know, I will never restock Sharpies again. Probably not going to do that shit. That's just, I have enough for promo and some other stuff myself. I'm not going to do lighters probably for a very long time. If I do, I'm going to do a really chill, solid color. But I'll just kind of do it for fun. You know, I'm just doing it for, you know, to, to have um, my logo in people's pockets and in their homes and whatever. Good looking out to Collect and Select, my boy Christian. Uh, my shorts, they sold out. Uh, they're fucking lit. I can't wait for you guys to see them. I mean, a lot of people already got them. This motherfucker was shipping super fast. And they look they look fucking amazing. Literally, I'm wearing Collect and Select shorts now as we speak. Um, so uh, look out for a collaboration with me and Collect and Select later in 2021. Not later, I'm sorry. But in early 2021, I think we're going to rock another collab. That's my dude. He's really helped me out. He's a good dude. And, and uh, I fucks with him heavy. And I don't really fucks with too many people. Actually, I just remembered I have really... I got some big news. Um, I got two big collabs that are dropping. And not to sound like a collab whore, I'm very picky about very picky about who I fuck with, right? But anyways, um, thank you to everyone who bought my platinum money counter. Uh, we sold out in under two minutes. That bitch is rare. Um, to be honest with you, I prefer the platinum one over the yellow gold one. Yellow gold one's cool. It's a little conversation piece. It's really popular and it's great. And look, man, once these money counters, again, you know, become like, not dead stock anymore, and they're just, you know, there's not that many, because there isn't really that many out there, so, you know, as time goes by, these are going to be harder to get, and the value's going to go up, it's just, people are just fucking weirdos, you know what I'm saying, but anyways, Platinum Money Counter sold out in under two minutes, I cannot wait to tell you about the next fucking one we do, but yo, Miles, hit me off with some Lakey Lake, and let's take a quick commercial break. So as you may know, today I'm releasing the most anticipated card of my Project 2020 set, Ken Griffey Jr., a.k.a. The Kid. I'm going to keep reminding you guys that the hobby is real. Don't tell me I never put y'all on. I've told you before and I will tell you again. Rally. Go download it. Rally is the first platform that lets you invest in what you're passionate about cards, cars, watches, wine, etc. for as little as $4 per share. The last card I mentioned, the 03 UD, which stands for Upper Deck, Exquisite Patches, Kobe Bryant, Fully Funded. 1,255 investors. All right, guys, let's get into my rally picks of the week. 03 Topps Chrome Refractor LeBron James Rookie Card. As you know, I know grading of cards is super important. The initial offering for this card begins today. You can get in for $20 per share. Where else can you invest in a $100,000 card for fucking $20? Okay. Plus, the Lakers are winning again this year, so the stock will go up. Next up. For all my OG gamers out there, 1997 Nintendo N64 GoldenEye 007. This is only 67% funded, so you could still pick up some shares at $5 a piece. 
if you know and love your video games, this is an all-time classic, okay? These will get fully funded just like the 79 Rolex Stella and the 85 MJ Rookie game-worn ones. Don't sleep. Remember, if you're into wine, watches, cars, whatever your hobbies are, Rally lets you invest in what you're passionate about. Go to joinrally.com forward slash baller and download the app. It doesn't matter what platform you're on. Go to joinrally.com forward slash baller. It will bring you where you need to go. Go to, again, joinrally.com forward slash baller and sign up. No commission, no hidden fees, and the app is free. Go buy some shares and let me know what y'all are investing in. Yo, what up, BTB Army? We are back. Um, so, of course, I'm sure by now you, you've seen the memes. You heard about the Tyson Jones fight, right? And the real entertainment from this weekend was the knockout and the preliminary undercard fight of Jake Paul and Nate Robinson. I'm kind of tight, kind of pissed off that he called himself the problem child. You know what I'm saying? Like That was actually 50 Cent's nickname way back early on during the mixtape G-Unit, legendary G-Unit mixtapes. But like, I just, man, dude, it's just, dude just rubbed me the wrong way. Un, no pause, nothing, just rubbed me the wrong way. Um, you guys have seen it. I gave my commentary on Twitter, but I did not give any deep thought about it. And as much as I personally do not like Jake Paul for many reasons, I actually want to get deeper into the thoughts of him or his brother. Um, like I, I'm just curious about these dudes, man. Something about it. We got so many mutual friends and people. I'm just like, yo. And I'm like, do people look at me like that? Am I that much of a fucking, like, an, you know, like, no, I am an asshole. But look, man, you know what? I'm not even going to say the word. Um, I kind of want to just, I want to know more. I'm just curious, you know. And so I might be doing Logan Paul's podcast. I, I think I am. It's, it's going to try to figure out schedule shit, uh, scheduling and stuff. And um, he might get on mine. We've been talking about it via text. And, um, but first, you know, check it out, man, real quick. Back to the fight. Jake Paul has been training. He's actually a professional, right? He's been he's, he's registered in the state of California and Nevada. He's actually been training with a legit coach, a legit team. Um, he's a big boy. That motherfucker's like, you know, 6'1", was he 220? He ain't some he's a, he's he's a cockstrong little white boy, you know? But he's nowhere near a finesse fighter. And that ain't a diss. This is all facts, okay? And neither is Logan. So for either for Logan to call out Floyd is just fucking mind-blowing like look i have my issues with floyd um not as a fighter there's just certain things like he's learned how to win his whole career and some people call it boring it's just his defense is so good he just you know he'll win on the cards and he just knows how to win he's not going crazy like he was in his early 30s or his, you know his 20s and stuff he's just that ain't floyd but believe me don't sleep this guy he knows every single bit of boxing he is a fucking He's the, one of the best to ever do it, ever. Do you know that's living? And to call him out and for Jake to call out Conor McGregor, like not even stupid for the obvious reasons. It's ignorant on that weirdo, like 6'9", lame shit. You know, like I've been a fan of boxing. I have been a fan 
of the sport of boxing for almost 40 years, okay? Like literally, I'm 47, almost 48. I've been a fan of boxing for damn near 40 years, okay? Now, Nate Robinson, he could fight, you know? He, he had a lot of dog in him, you know what I'm saying? And then he, um, he just didn't know how to box. And if you guys don't understand that, then too fucking bad. I'll try to articulate it, but I mean, he, he knew how to fight. He can go out there, he's tough, but he just doesn't know how to box. There's, there's not just an art, but you know, there's, a, there's technique and there, there's skill. There's a lot of things he doesn't understand about boxing. He just didn't have enough time. There's no excuse when he went in the ring. That's what it is. And now another thing too is there's an enormous size difference. You know, um, he had to gain some weight and bulk up and, and Jake lost a lot of weight. You know, there's a big size difference. There's a big height difference. There, there was a lot, okay? Had he trained better, I think he could have got Jake, you know what I'm saying? Gave him a little run for his money. But look, Jake could be a beast, right? You know, my boy Sean Merriman, who... uh um, ex-pro NFL player. He uh, does bare knuckle boxing. He's he's a fucking crazy motherfucker. And uh, I might even have Sean on the show. Sean is crazy. I've known Sean for a long time. But he even says, like, yo, Jake got a shot. Now, the thing is this. When you start calling out folks, you really don't want that smoke with you. You got you got gassed up. You're going to do that. And, and then I know his girlfriend, Tana. And Tana's like, oh, uh, you know, you guys didn't know that Jake actually had his nose broken. I was like, man, I don't fucking hear all this shit. Even if it's fucking true. Like, man, I just, I, I just, again, dude rubbed me the wrong way. Go out there and just earn your shit. You know, go fight motherfuckers your size. Go out there and be legit. I mean, I know, you know, like you're a celebrity or a huge YouTuber. You, you make $20 million a year on YouTube and good for you, man. You ain't got to be such a fucking D-bag, you know. And on the whole other other end of it. I'm not going to give Nate no props for going in there and getting knocked the fuck out, okay? Nah, man. Look, look he got $600,000 to get his ass whooped in front of the whole world. And I'll give him this. He got clobbered online, which probably is more painful than him actually getting knocked the fuck out, right? Because he went to sleep, all right? But to deal with all the fucking trolls and all the clowns and people like... I went easy on him. I'm talking people just to go out there and go crazy. That's real mental toughness, okay? Like, I'll give him that because, you know, they said he, you know, he went to post already, boom, and try to, you know, and look, that's a different type of person. And so, you know, salute to that. That just could never be me, right? I would like to see a rematch and see if he could study the true art of boxing and see where he went wrong. And go over the tape and see, you know, I mean, fuck, Jake only threw eight punches. And, uh, you know, Nate threw a bunch and whatever. It just was just being wild and reckless just out there. Um, but I think if there's a rematch, I think, uh, well, do I think that, that Nate could beat Jake in a rematch? No. In a rematch, I'm sorry. Um, but I think that he could last eight rounds, no problem. And get it in real good with Jake. I think it would go to the cards, and I don't know who from there. You know, if it's a real, if it's really, really, you can't have these three fucking clowns that fucking judge. They fucking gave the Tyson fight a draw. Like, are you fucking crazy? Tyson whooped Roy's ass. There was so much hugging. This shit was yo. Tyson won. This was such a fucked up thing because the fucked up part was there was Vegas odds. People bet on this shit. You can't be having this shit. Is man. But anyways. I would like to see a rematch. There's a dude out there that uh, called Jake out. I forgot what the fuck his name was. Whatever. He's like a little pretty dude. Uh, 
fair skinned black dude, and and he looked like he he really with the business, he with the shits. So let's see what happens, man. You know what I'm saying? And and um, just Nate wasn't prepared. Now to the Tyson fight, okay? It was okay fight, you know, for what it is. You know, what I mean, he's 54 fucking years old. Roy Jones is 51. Uh, Tyson hasn't fought in 15 fucking years. The ring was tiny as a motherfucker, so there's nowhere to run, you know, but still Jones kept hugging the fuck out of him. What I didn't like is the fact that they told the world about this fight. Mike promoted it heavy. Triller, who, you know, I wanted to ask questions and shit. These motherfuckers follow me. They've been following me from way back in the day. I DM these motherfuckers. They don't even fucking read them. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm really about to be like, yo, fuck you guys. But they, they pushed the fight. They got the boxers going out there. But they don't tell Mike or nobody to put out the rules. I didn't see the rules even surface online until, you know, maybe a day and a half before the fight actually started. And that's fucking a problem because these rules were fucking bullshit. If anyone gets cut, um, they're going to stop the fight. Uh, There will be no knockout at all whatsoever. There will be no winners. All this weirdo shit. Like, how the fuck are there Vegas odds and you telling people all this shit? So they had to get their shit together because people are like, nah, fuck that shit. We're not going to watch this shit. We ain't buying this shit. And I had no choice because I had nothing else to fucking do on Saturday night except just be with my fam, you know. So they said the issue that that they had was, you know, they're old and neither fighter, neither, neither one of the fighters agreed to wearing headgear, Okay. And this was originally a no-knockout exhibition fight. So people got disappointed, like, fuck this, we ain't buying this shit. People are, you know, so they changed it last minute. You know, I said, I was like, man, what's up with this shit? This shit's fucking soft. Put a tweet out, show the rule list and everything. And then you got these fucking dudes who come out here and try to be all fucking PC and be like, yeah, okay, that's real smart, Ben. Maybe the fact that they're old and, uh, you know, yeah, let's promote people getting hurt. That's real smart, Ben. Uh, You know what? Let's see you fucking go in there. I don't see you want to go in there and fucking box them. No, you stupid, dumb fucking son of a dick. I'm not a professional boxer. Okay? I didn't fucking do this all my life like they did. I didn't agree to this. They're grown men. Both of them are very coherent. In fact, Mike is a genius. Okay? They fucking know what it is. You play baseball. You play basketball. You play football. You don't play boxing okay as a grown-ass man you don't get in the ring if you're going to be if you don't get in the fucking ring if you're afraid of getting hurt okay this is a gladiator sport it's for savages all right and there is a science to it because floyd got down to a science so does mike you know you drop the shoulder you see when uh, the way someone's arm goes it's all split second you got to be smart but don't give me that pussy fucking righteous bullshit talk. The fuck out of here. Nobody wants to see a participation trophy fight. This is fucking Iron Mike Tyson. The most savage son of a bitch to ever walk the planet. Okay? Mike looked good, man. He lost 100 pounds and he was fucking chiseled. That motherfucker was in shape. Okay? That motherfucker got me motivated. Right. By the way, a lot of you motherfuckers don't know this. Mike wears a size 15, 16 shoe. Okay? Because I was going to bring him some shoes as a gift when I did the, the Mike Tyson podcast. I did the hot boxing podcast. And he was, they were like, yeah, man, he only wears New Balance. And um, this is the only kind of shoe he likes to wear. Boom. And, uh, you know, I, I brought him some Air Max 97s and brought a size 16. They didn't fucking fit him. 
anyways, going back, yo, Mike looked great. He was barely winded. Um, Roy, he was washed. That motherfucker was doing all the cheating shit. He was out of shape. I've never seen Roy look that bad. This motherfucker used to have literally an eight pack. He was as he was as fucking swift as a kangaroo. I was a huge Roy Jones fan. Like in his in his early days and his heyday, I don't know what the fuck happened, but I just found out a week ago that he was still fighting in Russia a few years ago. This motherfucker was fighting in his late 40s against guys in their 20s that are in their prime, like pros, and he was getting knocked the fuck out. And I'm like, yo, bro, like, really? Like, what the fuck is going on with, like, the only reason you would do that, and this motherfucker was doing commentary, you know what I'm saying, on, on HBO and shit, and all the big fights. It's just sad. Like, he had to do it because obviously he needed money. So, look, guys, please, if you're in any professional sport or in music or anything related to entertainment, Find a reputable agent and a legitimate business manager. Make sure you handle your paper correctly. And you know what? These managers out here becoming savage as fuck. Like, y'all want half this. Man, fuck that shit. Some people are like, oh, it may, you know, I might not become famous. And like, look, that might be true in sometimes, but you have to weigh it, you know, like weigh your options. It's fucking sad, man. Like, Roy shouldn't be fighting in Russia for that shit, man. But, um, Overall, man, it was worth the fucking $50, man. Yo, Snoop was fucking hilarious. Snoop was so fucking good at it, man. I love Snoop, man. I really do. Just so fucking happy to fucking know the dude. But just legend, man. Literally probably has the best rap career of anybody. Like, literally. Just such a great fucking guy. And, um, man, YG's my boy, man. But I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I was pissed. He, I can't believe he didn't do fucking fuck Donald Trump. But I think... Triller are, uh, I think they're fucking MAGA supporters or some shit. Anyways, yo, on to the hobby. My Ken Griffey Jr. Tops Project 2020 card is available right now. As you listen to this podcast, it is available for 48 hours, okay? It'll be available until Wednesday, 10 a.m. Pacific time. All right, guys? All you got to do is just go to Tops main page or go to my Instagram or go to my Twitter page. You'll find a link where to buy it. And understand this. This is my biggest motherfucking card of the whole series. I don't give a fuck how many cards I sold with, with Jeter or fucking all. That was a different time. Obviously, things are way different now in Project 2020. But I'm giving away a legitimate $20,000 chain, okay? And I'm doing it for raffle. So all you need to do is buy one $20 base card to enter the raffle. Now, if you buy a 10-pack, you save a lot more money. You pay like... 15 or $14, right? Or 13, I forgot what the fuck it is. If you buy 10, you know, you pay less, okay? And you you only got to buy one just to enter the raffle, all right? To win a $20,000 Ben Baller chain. I don't play when it comes to giveaways, okay? Someone is going to win. It is going to be totally random. I'll be fully transparent. I'll be like, yo, boom, this is what it is. Hopefully that person is, is cool with it. But I'm going to say it straight up, okay? But let me tell you something real quick. The odds, even if over 10,000 people buy cards, will be better than any lottery in the world for something of that value, okay? I don't think 15,000 people are going to buy cards. I don't even know. But even at 15,000, it'd be better by a, by a fucking landslide, okay? No, no fucking lottery in the world will have odds like this, Okay? So you're going to have decent odds of winning. And let me remind you, the more cards that you buy, 
the more entry slots you get when we fucking spin the roulette, you know, the wheel, when we spin the wheel of all the entries, the more you have in the past, just so you know, let's just say out of the last 10 big giveaways that I've had, okay, the Derek Jeter chain, the number two chain, that was given by Tops. The only thing is it took fucking forever. I don't want to wait that long. Fuck that. Someone is going to get the chain literally inside 10 days. Inside 10 days, they're going to have the chain in their fucking hand from today. All right? This is a legitimate white gold, white, all VS diamond, Seattle Mariners custom chain made by me. I made this motherfucking chain. There is no Ben Baller custom chain out there for $20,000 in the world. I already told you guys, I'm not even doing jobs for under 250 grand right now for a legitimate custom piece with the whole thing with my shit. Ben Ball did the chain on the back, all that. You can win this, all right? And if you're from Seattle, yo, and you win this shit, you can rep like no other, right? This is literally some heirloom shit. You pass this down to your kids for generations. And the reason why I say it is because that's my legacy, Do you know? Pretty soon people are going to start to realize when it is all said and done in the jewelry world, there's no fucking way my name ain't up there with all the goats, right? No matter what happens. Because I didn't go out there and said yes to fucking everybody and made a fucking Pluto chain that had nothing to do with fucking, you know, uh, Disney or fucking whoever the fuck, Pluto, well, I'm sorry, yeah, Disney, Pluto. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, it, that, that's my legacy. So I'm asking you guys, please buy as many cards as you can possibly afford and I hope you win, Right? This is legit. This is the fucking. Bit. This is for sure the biggest um, giveaway I've ever done. I haven't done anything of the, uh, that was you know near twenty Gs, and um, it's a dope ass chain. It's a perfect size. Comes with a Cuban. It's fucking dope. Again, this is my most anticipated card over fucking trout. All that shit. Don't sleep. Right. It's the eighteenth card of this project twenty twenty. So all I got left after this is Jackie Robinson and Sandy Koufax, and that is it. For Project 2020, that is it. This is the kid, Ken Griffey Jr. This is special. So uh, on the sports, uh, fucking out of the whole season, this is the weirdest weekend in NFL football, just with the whole shit with fucking Denver and just the other, just the fucking way that, that like how the fuck does, do the Raiders lose? Like, like the fucking, like, I don't know, man. But I got fucked. This is the second time in uh, nine or 10 weeks of betting that I've had a, a bad, you know, um, set of picks. I apologize. You know, it is what it is. But more importantly, you know, I got to be honest with you, man. I mean, I made a lot of people fucking money. And uh, 80% of the games that I lost yesterday were in the fourth quarter, you know? Like, damn, man. Like, I, I went three and six against the spread, but... Personally, like, I've been on a lot of games. I've been on the fucking Rams game like a dumb fuck. I fucking bet on against the Rams. And, of course, they fucking lose, right, to the fucking Niners. But I made for it, I made up for it on a prop bet in Vegas on Green Bay, on the Green Bay-Chicago game. I made up, I made all my money and back and even more. But I'm not even happy about that. I just kind of pissed off because I want you guys to win. So, you know, um, for now, all the weeks that I have participated in which is, I think, nine nine weeks, right, so far. My bad. I have participated in 10 weeks of betting picks, okay? 
I am 62 and 44 and one right now, okay? Which is still very good. It's not great and it's definitely nowhere near terrible, okay? Definitely doing better than most of the analysts out there still. But just so you know, um, me and the Dust Brothers are gonna go fucking hard as a motherfucker. We're really gonna come out here. Listen, I'm not not trying to do 500, 600 betting odds. You know what I'm saying? We gotta come out here. You know, I need to get fucking seven wins. So me and the Dust Brothers, Miles and and Jordan, are gonna go hard with the picks this week. We're gonna handicap like a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you go to my bookie. Um, use that promo code Ben Ball if you're you know you're new to this shit. But we are gonna bring you locks. Like I'm definitely gonna have a lock this week. I don't give a fuck. By the way, we are eight and one on locks. All right. The bitch ass Rams lost. The whole ass Cardinals lost. So that means obviously the Seattle Seahawks are number one in the NFC West. Even if we lose, we're still number one. All right. And you know we play tonight. So I think there's a chance that. Carson Wentz doesn't start. I'm um, hearing all this fucking weirdo shit with these fucking analysts. Or that he may not play much. I, I don't even give a fuck. They got some new dude. I don't care. We, I want them to you know, take the game serious. I want We should go out there and try to kill these motherfuckers by 50. There's been a lot of blowouts lately too, by the way. I've been seeing motherfuckers lose by 25, 30 points. And that didn't happen early in the season, okay? I just want to get the W, okay? So we can be 8-3. and three, But really? Like really, really? If we win tonight? We should be fucking nine and two. I just can't get over that fucking AZ game. This fucking horse shit. Um, now on to other football news. Denver Broncos, man. I see that they're on that fuck shit too. Okay. They said they couldn't sign anybody in fast enough um, on Saturday, whatever, when they talked about it. You know what? Guess what? They fucking knew this shit was going on days before. So they could have signed somebody in time to pass the COVID testing, all that. But more importantly, how the fuck do you have three quarterbacks fuck up and get COVID or are around somebody with COVID? How the fuck do you have that? How do you have all your quarterbacks? You know how fucking stupid that is? It's the stupidest shit I ever heard. And I had some punk bitch, pussy ass, fake tough guy, little fucking little, I know he's a little fucking, he's a little weenie, I already know he's a little maggot fucking bitch, I can't find this fucking tweet, I was looking for it, but I know he's probably hiding from his fucking Twitter name, he's fucking, the fuck was his name, he's verified, he's got like 3,000 followers, used to work for fucking Complex, he's fucking, uh, he's from Portland, he tried to call me out for making comments about my opinions on the Sarah Fuller shit, because I was like, yo, they could have fucking signed Kaepernick, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't fuck, they would fucking sign Sarah Fuller, why do you have to bring it, bitch, shut the fuck up, because I'll do what the fuck I want to do, and he's like, what was the point, bitch, I said what I said, bro, what do you want to do about it, fuck Sarah Fuller, okay, and fuck the heavily MAGA-loving Broncos front office, and fuck John Elway too, okay, he tried to cut me about my comments on Sarah Fuller, trying to be on some like, oh, you're on some fucking sexist shit. Shut the fuck up, bro. My point is they wouldn't fucking sign Kaepernick. And I don't even fucking like Kaepernick. I'm just saying they could have fucking put this dude in there. You know? No. I hate that bitch shit, man. I, I cannot stand that. And what's crazy is that these couple dudes who have come out of pocket trying to call me like, like that one redhead fucking clown dude. I forgot what his name was. But like, yo, it's so weird, man. They come out the woodworks and these writers or journalists, they all somehow started at Complex or work for Complex magazine. Like, I'm going to start writing down their names. 
and just, I need to find that dude from Brooklyn, that redhead fucking, oh my God, bro. I still cannot believe that motherfucker had literally had the audacity to call me out. But anyways, we're just getting too soft and fools need to get choked the fuck out. They need to get checked on shit, okay? I'm not like Mac Rapport. That's my boy, but I'll get violent. You know what I mean? Like, he's not going to do anything, sit, argue, boom, whatever. And, like, it, it take a lot for fucking Mike to get fucking, you know, maybe vibe. But I don't fuck with that goofy shit, all right? Like, that dude, Shiggy Show, you know, a little comedy, whatever dude. He's funny, you know, he's done some funny shit, whatever. But he tried to call me out. And I've actually talked to him on the phone. He tried to call me out on Michael B. Jordan's post one time. And I said something. He's like, oh, man, this dude's fucking, that you such a fucking cornball. Like, bro, I haven't seen dude ever since that comment, when I see Shiggy, I'm telling you, on this podcast, I am going to slap the fuck out of that little boy, all right, I'm going to put hands on that clown, I don't give a fuck if he's 5'4", I don't know how tall, I don't give a fuck, he is a grown man, he's he's an adult, he's going to get slapped, all right, when I see him, you know, a lot of these guys really don't know me, you know, they always get dumbfounded. Oh, what the fuck, man? You're so, man, you capping. You ran a 447. Yo, I have a question for anybody that saw my thing about me being 211 pounds and talking about what I was, you know, in college. I played Division One football. I played defensive back, meaning I got to be as fast, if not faster, than all the receivers playing football in college. I ran a 4-5 my freshman and sophomore year in high school. I ran track. I ran under an 11-second, 100-meter dash, all right? What the fuck speed do you think I would run? Do you know how fucking stupid some of you motherfuckers sound? And they seem dumbfounded. I'm like, wait, I didn't know that. There's a lot of things motherfuckers don't know. That's why I'm the Forrest Gump of hip-hop and all types of shit, Okay. When they hear about where I grew up, how I grew up, where my jewelry store was, and who I came up with, like, this shit wasn't because I thought it was cool. It was just the environment I was brought up in, all right? You will never, ever hear a story about me in the past getting punked or getting robbed or oppressed, and I stayed in the hood. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know where my story was, man. It's just fucking retarded. Anyways, uh, as for entertainment movies, TV, and all that shit. Uh, I bought a ton of classic movies um, on Amazon Prime because they were fucking $4, $5. And um, I was like, fuck this, I'm going to load this up. So when we do, and we are able to travel and everything, you know, I'm first class, I got a bunch of movies, but I love just watching on my iPad. Even if there's like really, unless I'm in a suite or something, but I just like having access to that shit. You know, domestic flights, whatever. Just like having my catalog. I, I love that. So, you know, I bought a bunch of classic movies, um, Pee Wee Herman's uh, Big Adventure, uh, This Boy's Life, about House of Games, which is a fucking great fucking movie. Um, and then I bought this movie, which I never got to see, and it only came out like three or four years ago, but this movie called Focus with uh, Will Smith and Margot Robbie. I never saw it. I was like, fuck it. You know, I thought it was going to be trash, whatever. And I actually liked it. That was pretty good. And, and you know what? I didn't really know what the movie was about, whatever, but it, I love a movie about grifters. Google the word grifter, check the definition, but any kind of hustle type shit, I'm all about that shit. But anyways, fuck all that, all right? Right now, we're going to talk about my Asians, okay? Where are my Asian 
BTB listeners at. All right, you fucks. There is a new show coming out next Thursday, December 10th, called House of Ho. Now, I'm not a crazy fan about the motherfucking name, but that's their last name. Okay, the Vietnamese family. It is about a is about a wealthy immigrant family from Vietnam who moved to Houston, Texas, and got it the fuck in. The dad owns a bank. He owns all kind of businesses. He's got three kids, two sons named Washington and Reagan. Washington Ho and Reagan Ho, and they got a daughter named Judy. Judy Ho, okay, and this show looks fucking good, it looks like a better version of Crazy Rich Asians, not like, you know what I'm saying, because this motherfucker knows some some dudes I know, and uh, it looks fucking off the hook, man, I know it's going to be my new favorite fucking show, I'm going to have the star of the show, Washington, on the podcast next week, he's actually going to be on the podcast the day the show debuts, I can't wait, I actually had a real long conversation with dude, we talked for like an hour on the phone, didn't know he knows Jimmy Boy. He grew up with a lot of my homies. My homie Nima K. And just, you know, Houston Asian shit is, is. And I didn't know why Vietnamese, there's so many Vietnamese, so many that immigrated to Houston. And um, apparently it's because of the weather and whatever. But, anyways, it's about goddamn time that we got an Asian family reality TV show. Right? All right. And it's on HBO Max. So um, go download the HBO Max app. It's not the same as HBO. You got to go get a separate thing and sign up for it. And while you're on there, I just signed up for it two nights ago. And uh, there's this movie I just watched called Charm City Kings. And it's about uh, these kids, you know, just street life, hood life in uh, Baltimore. And motherfuckers, you know, riding dirt bikes and shit, doing wheelies all over. And uh, Meek Mill, co-stars in the movie, he did a really good job. It, it was decent. But um, back to House of Ho, I can't fucking wait. Make sure you check that out. Okay. Now, uh, before we go, I got to say, there's nothing new about capping for the gram, right? The cap on that app is insane, right? But look, people need to live within their means, right? Or, you know, like you can't, the living beyond your means and extending your financial situation just to impress others for YouTube views is getting really out of hand, all right, and it's just so, I don't, like, I don't fuck with me, whatever, but he's straight to the point, you know, I hate, I fucking hate that supercar blondie bitch, I hate her as much as I hate fucking Donald Trump, she just, I just, that, the way, just, oh, fuck her, I don't give a fuck if she was a fucking orphan, I don't give a fuck about her back, it just, no, all right, my boy Alejandro's okay too, you know what I'm saying, he's on the show here and there, he's, he's someone I can deal with, Everyone fucking else that does this shit. My boy Drag Times, he's legit. He ain't trying to be other. But these fucking YouTube car guys are just like, man. It, it's just, there's a popular YouTube page. And um, um, the guy who runs the page, is, is his name is Parker. Or he goes by Vehicle Virgins. And, and like, I just got sent this page that exposed the dude. And the reason why I know it's real is because um, they posted like these legal documents and shit and everything, right? He's getting sued and stuff and everything. And uh, he leased a few cars from Premier Leasing. And I've used Premier Leasing several times in the past, okay? Super legit bank, good rates and everything. And this guy got three cars repossessed. And obviously for not being able to pay the payments. And apparently he has a rich dad or whatever. And that don't mean shit. He's just doing it to fucking try to get click, you know, and views and try to get clout. 
And it's fucking sad. And recently he fronted because he saw one YouTuber, a car YouTuber, copped a P1. And we're going to get into that in a second. So he's like, fuck this. I can't let that guy beat me. So let me go out here. And he fronted like he copped P1. And I didn't know about all this shit. It happened, you know, the last couple months. I go to the fucking page to go see the shit. And when I seen the video, I'm like, oh my God. This is the same silver P1 that I almost bought. The one that if you guys remember, I talked about it here on the podcast that I was like, yo, I almost bought a P1, boom. It was in fucking Huntington Beach. I was actually in Anaheim, but it was in Orange County. And thank God for fucking Gintani, Alex. He told me, he's like, hey, bro, that car has been hit, man. But it got fixed. You know what I mean? Because if you get an accident, you don't want to fucking put it on Carfax to destroy the value of the car. But I guess some people knew about it. I had hit up HRA because it had HRE wheels on it and whatever. So look, found out the car was an accident and it wasn't on the Carfax. So anyways, I didn't buy the car. Dude fronted. Said he got the car and he didn't. What had happened was he tried to get finance and he couldn't, okay? So he's made threats to like the managers and even the fucking owner, Tom, of O'Gara Coach. And I know Tom well, right? I bought fucking 15 cars from O'Gara Coach. O'Gara Coach is Beverly Hills Bugatti, Beverly Hills McLaren, Beverly Hills Bentley, Beverly Hills Lamborghini, Beverly Hills fucking Rolls Royce. It's a very famous dealership. And he was pissed because he couldn't get a loan, Okay. So he tried to go through fucking O'Gara Coach, try to talk shit to them, boom, whatever. They couldn't fucking get him, you know, approved for a loan. Then he tried to make up some fucking excuse. So he goes to fucking Newport Beach McLaren to try to get financed. And then they tell him to beat it. And the thing is this. There's only like five or seven banks that you can get financed through for an exotic car or luxury car. Okay. I've told you guys this before. Okay. For that type of car, there's going to be maybe two to four banks max. Okay. And as I mentioned on the podcast recently, due to COVID, there has been a ton of fraud with exotic and luxury cars, all right? So most banks, they won't finance you or they won't let you carry a loan for more than $250,000, okay? And this dude Parker was short like a mill, all right? Like, <laughs> this dude this dude was trying to put down like 250 or 300 grand and try to finance a million just to fucking get these YouTube views, man, bro. Like, man, I don't know, man. You know, I just, and, and then, hold on. Let me get to the other P1 story, right? There's these cats that I know called Daily Driven Exotics. So I'm sure they're good dudes, whatever, and they've shot up my store and whatever. And like, I know they get money. And I know the dude, Damon, he's he's really popular. They have a lot of, you know, like millions and billions of views. And um Dude, Damon posts, oh, I got my dream car. I finally got a hypercar. I made this fucking long fucking diatribe about, you know, him getting a fucking hypercar for the first time. Crazy thing is, of all fucking people he buys a car from, it's actually my boy, Madiar. Madiar is my boy who's balling out of control. He's in Vancouver. He's a friend of mine. Still talks to this dude to this day, all right? He don't know that. I've never said this or talked about this ever with anybody. Just telling you guys first time. So Damon from Daily Driven Exotics, Bought my boy, Madiar's P1. And again, all of a sudden, the dude, Damon, doesn't have the P1 anymore. And he's saying that it was due to insurance. He couldn't get insured. It didn't make sense. It was important, whatever. It's like, dog, why go out there? And like, it just, I don't get that life, bro. And, and I think dude is actually not that young. I think he's like in his late 30s or maybe early 40s. I don't know, but it's like, come on, bro. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're saying that insurance wouldn't cover it or whatever, or you couldn't afford the insurance. Look, my boy owned the car, man. 
I talked to Madiar. I have his fucking phone number. I talked to him when he lives in London. You know what I'm saying? He, he doesn't have a spot in Vancouver anymore. And yeah, SR fucking auto group. You know what I'm saying? That earns pure wheels. I P-U-R wheels. Duh, they told me different. Oh, well, I mean, I'm sorry. Madiar told me different. Okay? But it all started because they seen this YouTuber, the Stradman or Stradman or some dude from fucking Utah. He bought a fucking 14-year-old 2006 Bugatti Veyron with like 30, 40,000 fucking miles. Old ass car. He fucking wrapped it, tried to make it look as brand new. And I'm not mad at him. You know, he got the car for cheap. Got it for like 600 grand or some shit. He got the car or whatever, which still wasn't worth it. And they all felt like they had to try to top each other, right? One of them had to get a hyper car. And it's like, man, some of you guys just got to stay in that Ferrari 488 or that Lamborghini Huracan lane. You got to be happy with it. Just stay in that lane. Those are great fucking cars. Go get a fucking McLaren fucking GT or something. Or even get a U720S. You know, like, what the fuck is the problem? Don't play in the big boy car game unless you really got that paper. All right? That shit will hurt you. Meanwhile, I got two hyper cars. And I haven't fucking posted them at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, people see me in them for sure and everything. But, like... I don't know, man. I just, I just thought about. It. I was like, I'm not gonna fucking. Oh, it goes, and, and it is. It's, it's, a, it's an accomplishment. It's just the year sucked. If it wasn't for COVID and we weren't doing so bad and people weren't out there fucking hurting, I would have been posted it and maybe came up with a little bit of a slick caption, whatever. But look, man. Again, I think I'm maturing. Actually, I'm not. I doubt it. I'm not growing up. What the fuck am I talking about? Anyways, as we come to an end of this show, uh, on the next episode, I have Kevin Durant's agent. Slash business partner. He owns 35 inches with KD. He's very successful entrepreneur. He's actually a good friend of mine. He goes by the name Rich Kleiman. This dude is like really a big deal. All right. He's coming on the pod this Thursday. It's a fucking excellent interview. I've been going solo dolo for a while now. So it's nice to get someone on here. Um, I'll be bringing on more guests for sure. As I said, I'm bringing on Washington Ho from the new show House of Ho, which I know is going to be a hit. Right. And, um, I just been slammed with work, you know. Oh, by the way, I do have the sickest gold appliance item that I've ever ever made. Like this shit is going to fuck everyone up and I cannot wait to drop. This motherfucker is dropping in January, obviously only on the network app. I can't wait to leak it. I'm probably going to leak it later this week. Um maybe next week at most, but I'm going to get um also I'm going to get my boy who's big in the crypto game. I went on his podcast before my boy Pomp, and he's just real smart. I want to get him on here to talk about how and when you should get into cryptocurrency and how to invest and stuff. He's real smart with that shit. So anyways, listen, guys, stay tuned. Please continue to tell a friend to tell a friend. I love you guys more than you'll ever know. All right. You guys are the most loyal listeners ever. And I'll be doing another big giveaway before Christmas. All right, guys. Thank you so much. God bless. Yo, Lakey, please take us out of here, fam. All right, y'all. Peace.